Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of Podcasting the Elite, the podcast where we go over kind of the news and happenings in the world of all of elite wrestling. Pretty quiet week this week. Well, kind of. <laughs> this week's been a, it's been a little crazy, um, but all in all, pretty quiet. Uh, there was, well, let's just jump into what the two weekly shows that exist as of right now. Actually, let me back that up again. Um, I'm going to link in the in the show notes a interview that uh, a wrestling journalist, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what to call him, um, but his name is Chris Van Vliet. He uh, interviews a lot of wrestlers. Um, he has a, a pretty decent YouTube channel. Uh, he did a interview with Chris Jericho not terribly long ago, but uh, earlier this week he released a 35 minute interview with Tony Khan, the, uh, you know, CEO of all elite wrestling. Uh, it's a very interesting interview. Highly recommend you check it out. I'm going to link the, uh, interview in the show notes, uh, definitely worth taking the 35 minutes to listen to. Uh, you kind of hear where Tony Khan is coming from, like kind of what perspective he has on things, uh, why he is not comparing all elite wrestling to any wrestling federation, whether it's WCW or WWE, uh, the, the mistakes they're trying to learn from WCW, which is like why they're keeping their roster small and lean right now. Uh, cause they're trying to get the most out of the guys that they're working with, uh, not so much having this huge roster and having these huge expenses and not being able to turn a profit because that's their main goal is to turn a profit with all elite wrestling, which is going to be tough, but very ambitious and hopefully they're going to do it. And they're according to Tony Khan, they're ahead of projections. So that is even better to hear. The other th interesting thing to hear him talk about was uh, his perspective on like changing the business and some of the stuff that they're trying to do and how they're trying to hire a lot of their wrestlers on basically full time to do like staff work. Like, so the, the people working in corporate, are the wrestlers so uh, a lot of the creative team a lot of the you know actual office work and stuff like that is going to be done by wrestlers so they can keep them employed because he doesn't believe that being on the road six days a week is uh should be necessary to have a career in wrestling and i think that is a fantastic outlook and i wholeheartedly look forward to seeing how they kind of handle this stuff and where they where they take it from here uh, but yeah, go, go listen to that interview. Um, there's some really cool stuff like, uh, his big takeaway from ECW is really, really interesting to, to hear that it wasn't in his opinion, ECW's biggest contribution. It was not the edginess and the shock value. It was the work rate of the talent. So that's, uh, always, always good. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into being the elite. Uh, only a few spots to hit here. Uh, the first one is that uh, Kenny and Cody get together and decide to go behind the back of the Young Bucks. And uh, they hire Leva Bates as uh, the librarian character. And then, of course, in the very next scene, you have Matt Jackson and Christopher Daniels running up to the guy who shushed them in the previous episode that they freaked out about, uh, whose name is Peter Avalon and, uh, hired him to be the librarian. So right now there's two wrestlers hired to play the same character. So it's going to be 
interesting to see what shenanigans come from that in the next few weeks. But it kind of goes up there with, there's a couple other things that I'll mention later when we start talking about the women, that there have been people that have been announced for matches, but the matches haven't been announced. So that'll be, I don't know, interesting to see. You got... Another big thing in the episode was there was a really great highlight package for a tag team called Private Party, uh, and Private Party is the fifth tag team to sign with All Elite Wrestling. Don't know very much about them, but their highlight reel is really great. They they do this really crazy uh, kind of slingshot tornado DDT thing that's that's really freaking cool. And then the the other big thing at the end is that uh, Matt Jackson. Uh, make some comments about wanting to call his old British friend. And uh, at the end, they uh, show a phone laying on the desk that's ringing. The contact's name is Dead Friend One, which I assume is Matt Jackson is Dead Friend One, which would mean Nick Jackson's probably Dead Friend Two. But it's probably uh, in reference to Marty Skrull, whose contract with Ring of Honor ends uh, in April, which is this month. So theoretically, he's got a booking... At, towards the end of the month with Ring of Honor, but you know after that he's probably going to AEW, which is good to hear because I like Marty Skrull and I would love to see him as part of AEW. Next, uh, we have to go back to Saturday, which is uh, Road to Double or Nothing. They did a special episode of it. It's been the only episode of Road to Double or Nothing this week. Uh, I was expecting one either today or yesterday, but it never turned up. Um, but it was. The announcing the person who is going to be Cody's opponent at Double or Nothing, and it ends up being his brother, Dustin Reynolds, Reynolds, and uh, wrestling as Dustin Rhodes. And uh, so it'll be Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Uh, the next episode of D- Road to Double or Nothing has already been stated that it'll be Cody's response to Dustin. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, it was a very heelish promo with, uh, you know, Dustin saying he's always been there for Cody and always been supportive of Cody, but Cody doesn't respect him and that he's going to teach Cody a lesson about respect and blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, came across to me as uh, being super, not super heelish, but a little heelish. As far as the double or nothing card, that's really the only thing that's been updated is that we now know Cody's opponent. Uh there's also, I've seen uh, people saying that uh, Joey Janela is definitely in the over-the-budget Battle Royal now, which would be a new thing, but that's about it. Um, and yeah, not much has changed about uh, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen. We don't really know any more about those things. So that's that's all of that. That's kind of all that's been announced this week, which, uh, yeah, that gets that stuff out of the way pretty quickly. Let's talk about the women's division for AEW because it's about 10 deep, I think ish. There's a a few of them that actually most of them are very, very new. I, that was kind of surprising to find out that they've, most of them have been wrestling for, you know, less than four years since they initially debuted as a wrestler, which is kind of, I don't know. It, it shows that they've got a lot of room to grow. Um, they've got a couple of big veterans in there, which is kind of nice um, that should balance things out a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see how they do. I've seen a lot of the uh, women that have wrestled here. Interestingly enough, through interestingly enough through uh, what culture is pro wrestling, uh, which is now defiant except for one, which is Asia Kong, which I actually did see back in the WWF days, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so the the first woman uh, 
announced for the company was Brandy Rhodes, obviously, because she is Cody's wife. Uh, she's the chief brand officer for All Elite Wrestling. Uh, she actually started her wrestling career as an announcer for ring announcer for WWE. Uh, and then eventually competed for Impact and Ring of Honor. Uh, and her first match was actually in October of 2016. So it hasn't even been three years. And she's got a match at Fight for the Fallen. Is I think her first scheduled match right now. Um, then you have Britt Baker was the next next one announced. Uh, and she's been wrestling since 2015. Uh, she was the inaugural women's champion for a, a company called uh, International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, she also had a jobber match on Raw in July of 2016 where she got squashed by Nia Jax, which I don't remember at all, but that's kind of funny. I wonder if she was actually announced as Britt Baker. Um, and uh, importantly for AEW is that she was on the all-in card and she was in the women's fatal four-way and she lost to Tessa Blanchard. Um and amusingly, she's known as like Britt Baker DDS because she is literally a dentist. Um, she is a practicing dentist in Orlando, Florida, and like literally went to dental school and became a dentist, which is kind of cool. It's weird to think of a dentist as a pro wrestler. So the next person that we have in is uh, Penelope Ford, who was announced alongside Joey Janela. Uh, and it looks like she looked like she was going to be like his valet and uh, come to the ring with Joey Janela and whatnot. But uh, in one of his skits on being the elite, she left him for someone else. So who knows where that's going? And she got her start in combat zone wrestling. So she's I don't know if she did hardcore stuff with them, but that's kind of what they're known for. After that, you have the the announcements that were at the Double or Nothing press conference. Um, and the first one of those was their big one, which is Asia Kong, who trained with uh, all Japan's women's pro wrestling group. Uh, she was in the graduating class of 1986 at the age of 16, which is kind of crazy. Um, she also was in WWE back in, or well, they were WWF at the time, uh, back in 1995, where she won the women a uh, women's survivor series match by uh, as the sole survivor by pinning four members of the other team which included Alundra Blaze who was the women's champion at the time uh, and she was being built up to challenge Blaze for her title uh, until the infamous event where uh, Alundra Blaze uh, appeared on a live broadcast of WCW Nitro and threw the WWF women's title into a trash can live on national television. Um, and that actually caused WWF to just close the door of their women's division. It was announced at the time that she was going to have a match at Double or Nothing, but there hasn't been a mount match announced yet, so I don't know if it's coming. I don't know if it's going to be a surprise match. I think they have seven matches on the card, so I don't know. And one of them is a battle royal, so that's probably going to take at least an hour so who knows what is going to happen like who knows if they're if she's going to have a match or not i don't know so then we have kylie ray who uh has a match at double or nothing she's part of the uh three-way with uh Britt baker nyla rose and kylie ray so her debut match was in march of 2016 for reality of wrestling um and she also spent some time in freelance wrestling 
Zello Pro Wrestling, Shimmer, Rise, and the Capital Wrestling Alliance. So don't really know much about her. I thought she wrestled for Defiant, but uh, I didn't actually see anything for that. I thought I saw something about her wrestling with them. Then you have Nyla Rose. Uh, so Nyla Rose is, is a bit of a veteran. She, she's she been wrestling and training since 2006. Uh, she took a few years off, uh, but has held titles in Warriors of Wrestling, Covey Promotions, which I think is defunct, and uh, the United Pro Wrestling Association. Uh, what makes Nyla Rose really interesting, and uh, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how she... Uh, is handled in a lot of the things uh, to do with one with just AEW, but in larger wrestling as she gets put on this bigger stage uh, is that Nyla Rose is the first transgender wrestler signed to a major promotion with AEW. Um, And I think that's great. That's fantastic. It'll be interesting to see their, their booking her looks like as a monster heel right now. So that'll be a lot of fun to see how that pans out and how, how she is received. The next wrestler announced was uh, Yuka Sakazaki. There's not a lot of information I can find about her out there. She uh, wrestled for Tokyo Joshi Pro beginning in 2013 uh, and then has been wrestling for DDT starting in 2014 and uh, in 2018 did did a few matches for Chikara. Um, and she was she's another one that was announced for as a to have a match at double or nothing, but there has been no match announced for her yet. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be her against Asia Kong and it just hasn't been announced yet, or if they have something else going on. No idea. Next we have B Priestley. Um, and she's a British wrestler who actually started wrestling in New Zealand. And I have seen B Priestley on defiant and WCPW, she also uh, wrestled for Progress after doing her training in New Zealand and spent some time in a, gr- a company that is apparently called World Wonder Ring Stardom. I have no idea. Um, and then she was also part of the the recent reboot of World of Sport over in the UK, uh, which I actually haven't seen any of, but I've heard good things about. Um, her debut match is going to be at Fight for the Fallen. Um and uh yeah that's about all we know right now there is an interesting note about her that it makes me wonder about a couple of things and it, you know, this is very gossipy but she has been in a relationship with will osprey for a really long time and uh he's a pretty big name on the indie scene right now uh fantastic wrestler like he when his contract is up it's going to be they're, they're going to be f- people fighting over Will Ospreay. He's going to get a lot of money, whether he stays in New Japan um, or whether he goes with AEW or whether he signs with WWE. Like Everyone is going to want him, and he's going to be a huge draw. So considering that his you know, girlfriend, fiance, I don't know what their relationship status is, uh, but considering that they are a couple and she is already in a W I wonder how much that will impact a future decision with him. So that'll be interesting to see down the road, but it, it will be good to see her wrestling in uh, AEW because she's all the matches I've seen from her in defiant have been really good. 
Uh, so that that is definitely someone I'm looking forward to see. Next, uh, we have Ali, who was announced again on, uh, I think, on Road to Double or Nothing. One of the episodes of Road to Double or Nothing, they had her on there and they talked about her. Uh, so she debuted in 2005. So she's a bit of a veteran. So that's that's a good that there's another veteran in there. Her debut was in Pure Wrestling Association. I have no idea where they're based out of. Um, and then she's also done stuff in uh, for Shimmer and Ring of Honor, a company called Shine, CZW, and Impact. So she's been a bit all over the place. Um and yes, yeah, so, so they picked her up and it apparently seems to be a pretty you know decent deal because she was doing some good stuff in Impact and CZW before uh, getting picked up by AEW. So again, I don't know a lot about most of these women, so it'll be really interesting to see some new, new stuff coming out of these people, see how they treat this division, um, which we'll talk about here in a, a few minutes. The next woman is uh, Hikaru Shida, and I can't find much information on her either, um, because mostly she is an actress who also does wrestling, uh, but she she is like a legit martial artist. So she did judo and she's a third Don Black Belt in Kendo, which is a sword martial art, but still, she's a legit martial artist doing wrestling, so that's kind of interesting. Uh so she debuted for a company called Ice Ribbon in Japan back in 2008. So again, that that's a company that I've never heard of, but you know, there's tons of indie companies out there, which is always a good thing. And reminds me that I want to see some of the ones around here in, in where I am in Georgia. The last woman announced so far is someone named Sadie Gibbs. Um, if we don't count which I actually didn't even think to look her up. Leva Bates. I don't know much about Leva Bates, but uh, Sadie Gibbs. So we'll talk about Leva Bates next week after I look her up because I don't want to shortchange her by just Googling right now. <laughs> so Sadie Gibbs is a UK-based wrestler and who also doesn't have apparently much stuff out there on her that I was able to find. Um, and she wrestled at stardom in January of 2018 and apparently made a big impression on a lot of people and did a good job because that's the only place I can find where people really talked about her much. Um, so again, there's a lot of uh, young talent here, so it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do with a, a lot of young talent. And they've got a handful of vets, uh, peppering the roster. The thing that I want to talk about, uh, now with the women's roster, uh, just kind of as a closing thing for this episode one of the things aew has mentioned from the beginning is that they are going to handle their female wrestlers the exact same way they do their men wrestlers there's not going to be a, a wage gap so to speak um that the women are going to get paid the same as the men for their spot on the card basically so if a woman is main eventing she's going to get paid the same theoretically as Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, maybe not as Kenny Omega since he's a vice president, but yeah, like but those big name guys, hangman page, uh, Pac, like they're, if Penelope Ford and B Priestley wrestle each other in a main event, they're going to get the same money as Pac and hangman wrestling in a main event. So that's really good. Um, and, and it's really good because it makes 
the women more legit. It it makes the whole production more legit. It the stuff that they're trying to do to even the playing field and and it's one of the many ways that they're just like trying to change the entire industry. I mean, overnight they've they've been doing things that have, you know, the WWE trying to lock down every single person they have under contract right now and they could they could really really hurt WWE if they started offering like insurance and actual salary jobs to all of their wrestlers like it's crazy just the stuff that's been going on with the WWE and with the business in general with just the weird independent contractor status of a lot of wrestlers I'm interested to see how it breaks down one of the things I'd be interested to see is so women main evented Wrestlemania for the first time this year I I would be very very curious to see how those three women were paid compared to the four men who were in title matches at, at WrestleMania. Um, so what Daniel Bryan got paid for WrestleMania, what Kofi Kingston got paid, what uh, Seth Rollins got paid and what uh, Brock Lesnar got paid just for WrestleMania versus what Charlotte Flair, uh, Becky Lynch and, uh, Ronda Rousey got paid for WrestleMania. I'd be I'd be very interested to see what those breakdowns are. I don't think we will ever see what those breakdowns are, um, because that is something like WWE would really want to keep under wraps. Uh, because I bet it is nowhere close. In fact, I would not be surprised at all if uh, Kofi Kingston probably got paid the least out of those four guys and i would be willing to say maybe ronda rousey got paid as much or more than him but i'm willing to bet the the other two charlotte flair and becky lynch both got paid less than kofi almost willing to bet it but it all depends on how their contracts are structured but he's not he was never supposed to be in a title match at wrestlemania so meh who knows, man? Who knows? That's actually going to do it for us for today. Uh, maybe we'll see Road to Double or Nothing this weekend. Um, we don't have too much time. We're about a month out from uh, the event. We've got basically two more episodes, and then we're going to do a our predictions. Because kind of what I want to do from here, and this is for the most part what I think I want to do for all of the uh pay-per-views so uh so next week we have our our last of these little setup episodes which is the behind the scenes production staff uh and then after that i'm not sure what we're doing yet um but then on the it would be recording on the 17th released on the 20th we would do our prediction show uh and then i would not record on the 24th and then i would probably just do a live reaction party like just be watching it on uh on twitch well i'll be watching it and just you know be on camera here on twitch and uh doing that and then maybe doing a review afterwards and then yeah that monday's episode which would be the monday the 27th will be kind of a review of the pay-per-view 
And then I don't know what we're going to talk about after that. I like, I don't know if we're going to have a topic every time. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to figure some stuff out. So if you have any ideas, please feel free to uh, let me know, which can uh, bring us into this section to wrap up. Um, the podcast is run through anchor.fm and you can find us at anchor.fm slash PTE for podcasting the elite. Um, and there you can actually, uh, through the app, you can send us like a voicemail and, uh, I will listen to all the voicemails. And if I, if there's a voicemail prior to the episode going live, uh, and it is suitable for airing, I will air it and address it live on air. The other ways to contact us are, you can email me at podcastingtheelite at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter if you want after the show uh, or anytime. Uh, my personal Twitter is at ChopTheViking. You can also watch this show live on Twitch. It is going to be almost every Friday uh, at about 10.30 p.m. until we finish and maybe a little bit afterwards as we hang out. That'll be at twitch.tv slash podcasting the elite. Uh, if you want to hang out with me when I'm streaming other stuff. Uh, you can find that information at twitch.tv slash chop the Viking. Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have gotten on a couple more, uh, podcasting platforms. We are now on iTunes. Yay. On iTunes. So please, if you, uh, enjoy the show and, wouldn't mind it too terribly much to go ahead and leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening to this on because that really is the best way for other people to find out about the show other than you directly telling them about it so if you have a friend who you think would be interested uh go ahead and let them know about the show and i will be more than happy to share the love with them so thank you and i will talk to you next week have a good night